Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You played yourself and got voted out. This is why Blank lost. And this is why Blank lost. Oh, baby, this is why Blank lost. Welcome back to Why Blank Lost. I'm David Bloomberg, and those of you watching this podcast may notice I don't have my usual background. That's because I'm recording from an undisclosed location in case Nicole hears this podcast or sees my tweets and TikToks about her. She may seem to have calmed down in her interviews, but I'm not taking any chances. (laughs) With me, of course, is my co-host, a man who does not look so dumb, Big Brother 21's Ovi Kabir. (laughs) Well, I, I wish I got the memo because I am in my, situated in my same apartment, so they they know where to find me at this point. So yeah, well, I uh, thought you were going to hide in another city, and then you got stuck, and so uh, yeah, it's been this. I mean, you know, usually David, when I say this is like the highlight of my night talking to you this, tonight, I can actually say that tonight, <laughs> this is the highlight of my because today has just been a crazy day. But regardless of that, I am super excited to talk about why this person went home. Yes. Now, I said you, of course, did not look so dumb, but Dalton Ross interviewed Julie Chen Moonves after last night's eviction and asked her what Nicole's fatal flaw was. Now, I'm not calling Dalton dumb for asking Julie that question instead of us, although, I mean, let's face it, Julie is not the one to ask about strategy. Um, But she showed that by answering that it was because uh, Nicole got too close to Daniel and let him and his emotions take over the game. 
Really, Julie? That's that's your answer. No, that was that that was not it. I feel like we're having honestly. Aside from the rules, we need to have a segment. What did Julie say? You know, because I think every single week, almost, we've been saying what what is in an interview or something that she's been saying about the gameplay or the lack of strategy going on. Um, It just is kind of out of touch with what's going on. Yeah, completely. Yeah. You know, we can't just blame Daniel for what Nicole did wrong. Instead, we'll follow our usual method of looking at all the information about Nicole from TV, live feeds, interviews, etc., and then comparing her game to a set of guiding rules for winning. I originally wrote back in 2004 and have modified since, with, of course, the most recent version posted at robhasawebsite.com slash bigbrotherrules. Yeah, no, I mean, I love going to this because I love doing a deep dive into the players. This is a place to be about that. And uh, I think there's a good amount of things to talk about and what rules that uh, Nicole might have broke to say why she went home. Yeah. Uh, Now, before we get to the rules, of course, as always, uh, we'll discuss some things about the week in general. Um, I have to say that uh, since this week was so focused on Nicole and her partner in crime, Daniel, even here, most of what I have to say is about them. Um, So, for example, this doesn't fit in any particular rule. But one thing I found amusing uh, was how Nicole always claimed to know what was happening after it had already happened. Um, Like we saw her stunned face at the Amira blindside, which I imitated uh, much Mm -hmm. to the delight of podcast listeners. Um, And, uh, but then like immediately afterwards, we saw that she and Daniel told each other they knew something was up. Yeah. That was definitely the face of someone who knew something was up. Yeah. I think, um, some folks, especially when you come out of the Big Brother house, you'll have rose-tinted glasses, and it's easier to say, or, well, an event happened, say you already knew it. I will say, though, if we're going to talk about any other things that did happen in the house this week, uh, we finally saw the start of a showman. Yes, uh, yes, week. Joseph and the door. <laughs> oh, that's not the one you're talking about. I, I, you, honestly, I've seen so many GIFs, and I've seen so many videos and soul plays. I don't ever want to see that image again. I mean... <laughs> Joseph is a beautiful man. I will give him all credit to that. I have that a lot is a of love. beautiful door. And it's a beautiful door. So it's a, it's a match made in heaven. And if <laughs> anything, I fancy that showmance versus the other less interesting showmance going on in the house currently. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Kyle and Alyssa, it will be interesting to see how this affects Kyle's gameplay going forward. Because while Taryn has pointed out that showmances can be very beneficial in Big Brother, this particular one could draw enough attention and cause fractures in the leftovers. So we're going to have to keep an eye on that. Exactly. We might, uh, we're going to put a pin in that because we might return to this in a conversation about another house guest goes homes down, down the line. Right. Right. Um, all right. Now there was one more, uh, before I get to the rules, one more Nicole thing, uh, pre rules that I wanted to mention. And that was that, uh, how she talked about having been trained to determine when someone is lying to her and even went so far as to add that she should teach a class in lie detecting. Yet there were so many times when we saw that was absolutely not the case. Um, in one perfect example, right after she said that, she went straight into a conversation with Kyle where he was lying the entire time and she bought it completely. Um, now, for her part, 
in the Us Magazine interview, she acknowledged her failures in that regard, said she was going to be made fun of by her old friends on the force. But it was just another part of her ego in the game. Yeah, I think um, we'll get to it talking about the interview she did have. But I think that uh, her self-awareness now outside the house might be a lot more than her self-awareness in the house where I think some of these players honestly deserve an Oscars, maybe a Grammy, something like that, because they were fooling both her and Daniel left and right. I think it was so impressive just the fact that her closest ally was the one who essentially took the shot at her jugular without even realizing her packing home. Yeah. All right. Well, before we get to that, uh, you had already mentioned the showman. Is there anything else you want to discuss before we get to the rule? I, like you said, I think this week was very Daniel slash Nicole-esque. I, I think we might have had, I don't know if they showed it yet, um, a stealing of Jasmine's muffins, muffin gate. Oh, yes. They, they have not shown that yet. Okay. I'm, hoping, I'm hoping they show it uh, Sunday <laughs> night. Okay. So uh, hold right. that for next week, y'all. Who's watching right, this? Who wants right. to know more about muffin gate? Well, and yes. And actually, uh, I will be on. Uh, the. Uh, I will be coming out of my bunker. Uh, to be on the Sunday night RHAP recap. So I may be able to discuss it. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. So, um, but before we get to the rules, I do want to mention that the Survivor version comes in a uh, shorter and much more colorful form. And uh, you can uh, get that as a poster at at, uh, robhaswebsite.com slash yxlostfeed. You can go to find the link. Uh, just go to this and click on it. Uh, you can also get it as a T-shirt. You can also get a checklist version of the T-shirt. And you can also get a version of the mug. Uh, the mug did not make it with me to my secret bunker. Um, so hopefully Nicole doesn't get after, you know, get that as, you know, maybe trying to track me down. Uh, but again, you can get all that at robhaswebsite.com slash yxlostfeet. Love that, love that. Now we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors, and we'll be right back. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. We're back, so let's get back to the show. All right. So, what can we say about Nicole? We already discussed... Yeah, we're going to find out. We already discussed how she was always certain she was right and believed she was a human lie detector. In one interview, she said she was out of the house because she let other people's feelings cloud her better judgment. But was that really the reason? Uh, She said on the live feeds while still in the house, if my loyalty, integrity, and grace gets me kicked out of this game, then I'm not made for Big Brother. I can give a little spoiler right here and let everyone know that her loyalty, integrity, and grace will not be a part of the reasons we discuss as we figure out why Nicole lost. Exactly. There's. (laughs) I can say she has not given us given us less ammo to talk about. She's given us ample enough uh, material. (laughs) Yes. 
All right, we're going to do things a little differently this week and mix up the order of the rules a bit because we really can't even talk about Nicole's scheming until we understand her other behavior and how that impacted everything about her game. So we're going to start with the fourth rule, which tells players not to let their emotions control them. Now, there have been a number of people already this season who have just certainly allowed their emotions to take control. A lot of that has been focused on behavior and actions against Taylor, and that was certainly the case for Nicole. In her interviews, she claimed to take responsibility for what she said, but she also found ways to deflect at least somewhat. Uh, For example, she told Mike Bloom, there are emotions flying all around. There are other people's opinions coming my way, and I'm turning them into my own. Well, we've previously discussed how something like this can happen where someone else's opinions, you know, impact your own, but it's something that people need to guard against. And you can't just blame other people. Exactly. I mean, I think you have to be responsible and accountable for your actions in the house. You can't blame for saying other people led you mis- uh, mis- astray. Excuse me. And I think here's the interesting thing is that we know from the live feeds, from watching the show, she wasn't just somebody on the side who arguably we've said about other past house guests who've been eliminated on the season where they kind of stood on the side and watched what happened. She was steering this. She wasn't letting other people, she was affecting other people's thoughts on Taylor and other house guests. So I think this is a classic case where I don't know if you were truly influenced by others. Maybe that was partially it, but you were doing the influencing in the house regarding your behavior. I think in the beginning, it was safe to say because she was friendly with Taylor at first, mostly because they were both on the outs of the girls' girls. Mm -hmm. And I do think there was some influence there. But after that, it was all her. I mean, she was saying things, and we'll get to some more of it. um, But she was saying things uh, that had nothing to do with what anyone else said. Yeah, Um, it, It was totally her. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think you, you have that first week where you have Paloma there, who was probably the lead pusher of a right. lot of the narrative on there. And um, excuse me, Nicole kind of jumped on board there. But going into week two, week three, we did see her and Daniel mm-hmm. really be kind of one, two steps between each other when they were the ones pushing the gavel against Taylor and just the entire attitude around the house. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is. Truly amazing how delusional Nicole and Daniel were. They believed they were the heroes and Taylor mm-hmm. was the villain. They talked about how uh, Chada and Tiffany from last season would love them. Uh, no. Uh, they talked about Taylor being a bully while they were the good people. Um, you know, Nicole even said she couldn't stand seeing on, on previous seasons, couldn't stand seeing some a-hole being a dick to women. Um, she wanted to ensure the tone from last season continued and that negativity on prior seasons was hard to watch. And, you know, things like a man coming at a woman disrespectfully. She didn't even understand how it could be televised. She said all of this without a trace of irony or understanding of what was going on. Exactly. I, I just think what we saw also were just she she didn't let gameplay steer her mission her strategy in the game and that's why we're talking about this rule first because it sets up these other rules and makes sense knowing this part first because right. it wasn't game in her play to kind of push so hard against Taylor it wasn't game in her play to kind of 
focus on some of the other guys instead of Taylor first. Her whole mission was to get her. And I think that after Taylor didn't go home after that first week, Paloma ultimately sent herself home. I think Nicole attributed that to Taylor in some shape or form. And more than that, it made it her mission, her only goal, not to just win Big Brother, but mostly to get Taylor out. It seemed like she didn't feel like she could play her own game for whatever reason while Taylor was in that house. Yeah. This was even before they were linked. Yeah. I mean, she just let her emotions take over completely. And I mean, it wasn't even, it was a variety of situations, you know, like after Amira was voted out. She ranted several times to different people about how they didn't even let her say goodbye to her best friend. Um, you know, another time last week, Terrence wanted to ask Nicole a question about Joe cooking some lamb. And she blew up saying, I ain't no one's bitch. And, and you know, he could figure it out himself. Now, they eventually clarified that situation, but it was still this snap, angry reaction and no way to earn friends in the Big Brother house. Yeah, I I just think ultimately she, for whatever reason, had some feelings, whether it was going into house, they came out while she was in the house, but these feelings that manifested in herself, that was from her emotions and really dictated every action she took in the house. There was no way to kind of look on a game theory aspect and say, what you're doing is good for your game, Nicole, whether it was also really truly showing off her allegiance to Daniel made of hating on somebody else. There were just so many missteps in her gameplay that really, I think, stemmed from that first initial one, two weeks that's manifested into the third week that went to the fourth week and ultimately saw that she, even though she does take accountability, I will say in some shape or form mm-hmm. now after in the interviews, and we'll kind of get to that a little bit more, but she was the one influencing the house and influenced herself, I right. feel like, more than anybody else. Right, right. Um, I... You know, there's this other situation, too, where her emotions had just completely taken over her mind. So what she was saying, like, the others were doing things in the house just to get her. She was Mm -hmm. paranoid, even more paranoid than a normal big brother person should be. Like, they were not doing laundry or dishes or cleaning the bathroom just to egg her on. I mean, her emotions had just completely taken over, and she was just inventing conspiracies against her. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. The Big Brother house is a pressure cooker. You hear this all the time, and it's so easy to kind of get lost in your own mind. That's part of the game in that instance. It's part of the game. You know this going into this. No one signs this up without realizing this could be upwards of 90 plus days, and you're sitting here with people with no television, no downtime, essentially, only each other. So are you going to be okay? They even ask you before when the interview process, what makes you upset? What, What pisses you off? And I, I'm pretty sure they also try to bring people in that they know will piss right. you off. That's the point of the game. And so to go, they want to see you have your emotions lose control. That's what the producers want. But as a player, that's the last thing you want. Yes, exactly. All right, we can move on to the fifth rule. We'll, we'll continue out of order uh, because this rule tells players they need to pretend to be nice and play the social game. Now, last week, I said Amira was not the worst offender when it came to how Taylor was being treated. But this week, well, we have half of the worst offender duo. Um, There have been so many examples that there's no way we can go through all of them. But let's take a look at some of her biggest hits. And uh, I'll start with, on TV, 
we saw Daniel accuse Taylor of causing Paloma to leave. Uh, and you mentioned that. But before then, Nicole was in on that same line of BS, specifically blaming Taylor and saying that Taylor didn't understand the gravity of what she did. You know, Paloma apologized to Taylor, but Taylor was the problem. And Taylor stole the moment with her dramatic crying. And then even after Daniel attacked Taylor for daring to be nice to Nicole, Nicole's apology, uh, and that, that big air quotes there for people who are just listening, was her telling Taylor to watch her words. So, you know, just all of this goes in on her behavior directed right at Taylor. Yeah, I think here's the thing. I think people are going to watch this and always be it's, there's going to be some viewers who are listening, watching this and saying, why are we talking about Taylor so much in all these weeks? Why are we talking about what? Why can't we talk about the game? This is the game. And right. the unfortunate part, and I'm hoping down the line, we won't even have to mention Taylor until her time comes or she has a big move. But Nicole's game was sunk but she, because she was hellbent on this mission yes. on Taylor. We, we, we didn't see any, which I don't want to skip the rules, we didn't see any flexibility. And, and so... She, People might not have noticed she, that. She ha- yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. I think, like you said perfectly, uh, we saw Nicole just not able to figure something out. I'll, I'll let you take it, because I think I'm moving towards the flexibility too much. I, okay, okay, yeah. Cool, but. Uh, let me give another example. Last week, Nicole was complaining to Jasmine and Indy about the way Taylor was walking around. Another time she talked about uh, Taylor flaunting her beep, uh, all over. Um, sorry, I don't have a bleep button like uh, <laughs> Taryn and Rob do. So my, my, uh, my bleep will have to do there. Um, Nicole and Daniel somehow treated Taylor like crap, but then they didn't recognize they were the ones being talked about as having done so. And then they would later talk to each other and laugh about it. And, you know, in another similar vein, Nicole liked to complain about other people, such as Taylor and Brittany, making supposedly making everything about them. But of course, Taylor was the one who always made it about her. Um, We saw her complaining to Amira that it it sucked for Nicole that Amira was nominated. And then later going on to anyone who would listen about not getting to say goodbye to her. And so she, there was this massive, massive hypocritical streak within her failure to have a a, a decent social game. No, exactly. I think she was unable to run from her emotions to any feeling she had to not be nice to some of these folks. When that's the point of the game, you just need a fake. And she talks about like, I'm going to be real. I'm going to, I'm going to be a straight shooter in this game. There's a difference between being real and also you can be courteous, respectful to people. You don't have to agree about it. And you can also mistrust somebody without making it such a huge thing within the house, making mm-hmm. it known. If you tell every other person you hate their, this, this house is disgust, it's going to get back to that house guest. And even more so, I feel like the idea of flaunting that this lack of nice, it's not just being pretending not to be nice, but flaunting that. You, you, you engage in it, it makes you feel so good about doing that, and you show that to other house guests. Other house guests are going to get turned away. It doesn't matter how bad a person is, but right. if you're consistently being mean to somebody or not even trying to be nice in social settings to them, 
you're going to start turning off other people because eventually, eventually, say Taylor was a horrible person regardless. Maybe, it, well, she isn't. But if she was, and eventually she just tones it down, other people are eventually going to become sympathetic to them because you're locked with only so many people and you just find a way to coexist. Right. If there's one house guest who won't pretend to coexist, they become a target. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, now, now that she's out of the house, Nicole is already on her apology tour. Um, but even then, as I you know referenced uh, earlier, she still didn't just own up to it without excuses. Uh, as another example, she told Mike Bloom, I know that a lot of the things that I said were not nice, and I can say that a lot of it was strategic. This is the Big Brother house. This is the game. And she also said, I was making decisions to use her as a shield for strategy and try to keep myself safe by using somebody who wasn't liked in the house. And I take responsibility for that. No, the crap that she said over and over again was not strategic. It was not the game. It was personal. It was horrible. And as you mentioned, it actually hurt her own game because mm -hmm. people saw how she was behaving and wanted her gone. Exactly. All right. Enough of that. Let's go back to the regular order of the rules uh, and start with number one, which, of course, is to scheme and plot. Now, Nicole was trying to do that. Uh, she made a final two alliance with Daniel early on. Uh, she was brought in to pose pack as the sixth member after Paloma left. And she often went around trying to use her amazing lie detecting skills to figure out where she stood. And as we just discussed, she claimed she was using Nicole as a strategic shield, though, of course, as we mentioned, uh, what she did went far beyond strategy and into the personal. Now, those last couple things really exemplify how she did in terms of strategy, which is to say not very good. She thought she was amazing, uh, but she was so excited to be put up on the block. You know, that's how amazing she was. But her skills definitely didn't live up to her beliefs. No, I mean, I think we're seeing, unfortunately, I don't know what rule book these house guests read before they entered the house, but it must have said jump on the block and it's a great move. You know, we haven't heard big moves. We haven't even heard. I need to build a resume very much. We've heard people saying, I need to jump on that. the block. Oh, Hooch said, yeah. I need to build a resume. It's like, dude, you're out of a job. You know, there's no <laughs> resume. And I just think it's so frustrating when it's not even uh, scheming and plotting. Like there's a way there's bad scheming and good scheming, right? Hers was neither because it was a lack of it because the scheming she had was dependent on other players. Nothing. She had no autonomy in her own game. And that's how I truly feel. And that's the frustrating part, whether it was, her emotions getting a control of her doing something bad to me, her doing an actual move to create, she's feeling she's in an alliance, but not checking in with the members of those alliance. So mm -hmm. she just, it, it was, I it, give me something, give me something. You were there for four weeks and your, your main strategy was using Taylor as a shield because she was unliked, but you're the one who made her unliked in the yeah. first place. So it doesn't, what, what is this wheel that's pushing? It felt like a wheel just going over and over again, but stuck in the mud. It didn't go forward. It didn't go backward. And just the game caught up to it. Yeah. Yeah. Another perfect example of what you just brought up 
uh, that I had uh, forgotten about is the the not checking in. Not you know, she had this brilliant plan near the end. She was going to show how untrustworthy Turner was by telling Turner that her target, if she were HOH, was going to be, um, or maybe it was Monty. I don't remember one of the guys. Uh, sorry. Um, uh, yeah, I think it was Monty now that I think about it, but anyway, telling one of the guys that she would target Jasmine and Alyssa and Indy. And then word got back to them because of course they, they told her and she's like, aha, that was my plan. But she forgot to tell Jasmine and and Alyssa that this was happening. So they heard it first from the guys. It felt like she was playing a game on lag. Like the, yeah. her, 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 her whole game was lagging. You say something here, and then it shows. Yeah. And that was an issue with her. She was doing things and then going back retroactively and telling people about the plan that this was my plan. And that's just not how it works. I think it was really. I think it was in uh, the interview with Mike Bloom on Parade, uh, where she she's doing a word association with each player. And I think it came down to Brittany, if I remember correctly, whether it was a word association or asked that she said, I don't really have much to say because we really never talk game in the house. We oh, never yeah, it was Brittany. Worked. It was Brittany. Yeah. And I just thought this is week four. You're going into 30 days into the house at this point right there. And also, this was another girl you thought you might be able to work mm-hmm. with potentially. How have you not talked game with the person? Yeah. And especially when your back is against the wall, you have to find every angle there. And so... And that's the crazy thing is that I feel like Brittany never had a huge grudge against uh, Nicole. Nicole didn't have a grudge against her. There wasn't really a true animosity there. There was just a bridge never made. And for that, that's on Nicole for never right. trying to even start a bridge. Right, right. All right, we can go to the second rule, which tells players not to scheme and plot too much and to keep their scheming secret. Um, now, Nicole had the perfect opportunity to be safe this week. And said on the live feeds that she hoped she wasn't going to pooch herself. Uh, and other people have used that phrase as well. But that's essentially what she did. She could have been safe. The HOH and the Majority Alliance wanted to keep her safe. But then she and Daniel overthought the whole situation, flipped everything on its head to get her voted out. Um, you know, when we discussed this rule for pooch two weeks ago, we noted that volunteering to be a pawn for no reason when you're completely safe is definitely scheming and plotting too much. It's definitely, and this is the crazy part of it, is that I felt like she didn't truly scheme enough with other people at, at her time. And in this last week, she decided to go overboard. Mm-hmm. But with the scheming, she didn't think to talk to other players. She thought to talk about to the, the mastermind, the Dan Gleesling of the season of Daniel. She talked to him. Clearly about, the best big brother, Dan. Yes. Ever. It, the it, most brilliant. Number one. Number most one. brilliant. Yes. And they devised a way to try outsmarting everyone. And I think here's the thing is that if you're cast for this show, you have to, like, you are not going to be the smartest person on the show usually, or you're not going to be that much smarter. I think this idea that people think, oh, I am outsmarting everyone mm-hmm. the anomaly of that chance is very small that's very small so you have to think that maybe there's actually a reason there's actually a reason we're doing this because everything she didn't trust monty whatsoever and she says that in her interviews that that was right. partially her downfall where anything he said 
which was basically truthful to her. She just didn't trust. And so then she decided to scheme too hard and say, you know what? Put me on the block to get Taylor out, who Taylor is not really pushing the agenda one way or the other. She'd be happy with, but she has never been in the gavel point where she can push it. It's other people asking Taylor, how do you feel? She's like, okay. And honestly, if you ask Taylor, do you want to go on the block to get Nicole out? She'd probably say, I'd rather not be on the block at all. She was happy to not be on the block. So your goal now is to put yourself on the block. Somebody out who doesn't care about you going home and could partially work with you if you talk to her. Instead of bringing this plan up to her, anybody else, you go to Daniel, who has no power whatsoever other than winning the veto, and the only way you could stay that safe. Yeah, I I would say going back to what you said about you know people thinking they're the smartest person in the house. The truly smart people are always thinking, I might be getting outsmarted. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who are smart enough to think, okay, other things are going on here. The ones who think they're outsmarting everyone in general, not that smart. Um, you know, uh, I, I'm sure there are. I'm sure people could come up with counterexamples, but uh, you know, I think the more the, the smarter you are, the more self-aware you are. Also, mm-hmm. so, I, mean, I would agree. I think yeah. any of the players this week. I mean, each of the players. I mean, I think Amir is great. Like saying, I thought this game would was going to be harder than this. And boom, she's right. home. Nicole, right. thinking she's the smartest player in this house. All these people are dumb. She goes home. I think it's a trend. Yes. The moment you think that you're on top of the world, you're probably not. Yeah. I mean, they all, you know, the, Nicole and Daniel were like, ah, oh, everybody else is a bunch of clowns for thinking they can get away with this. It's like, <laughs> who's wearing the face paint now? You know? Exactly. Uh, so. All right, we can move on to the third rule, which talks about the need to be flexible. And you got into this a little bit, but I, I, I don't know where you were going with this because I think it's clear Nicole was totally flexible. She was already, you know, always willing to consider different options, never focused too singularly on one person, right? I mean, just the most flexible person in the world. I agree. I, if she if she taught a yoga class, I would go to it because yeah. it would it would I wouldn't have to move. I wouldn't have to move. It would just be just laying on the floor because In plank she, position. That would be plank it. position. Plank position. I I don't think I've ever seen a player, and that's crazy to say on this season because I feel like we've had a lot of players similar. To this, but mm-hmm. I haven't seen a player who has been that dedicated to tanking their game to try getting somebody out. And at this point, also you should know you, should, you saw. Every player go home trying to get Nicole or not to get Taylor out. Maybe you should be like, hmm, you know what? Superstition, regardless of what, maybe I'll let somebody else try to sink the ship to get her home. I, I don't need, because everyone going against her is not coming back into the house. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. You know, I hadn't thought of it that way, but they just kept piling on. It's like Paloma wants to get her out. She self-evicts or medically evacuated, whatever. Uh, Pooch wants to get her out to avenge Paloma. Gone. Amira wants to gone. You know, Nicole to avenge everybody who came before. Gone. It's like, what are you people not getting here? You know, she. It always came back for Nicole to everything being Taylor's fault. Mm -hmm. Um, She even said a few days ago that it came down to the guys having a woman who was willing to work against the other women. Hello, why do you think Taylor was working against you? 
because you and Daniel and, and others like you were targeting and bullying Taylor the whole time. Why would she want to work with you? Oh, man, it's crazy. I, here's, I think I, I got to note this because you just said, I think, I, I really hope somebody out there eventually does like some sort of like video editing with this. But Taylor versus these players so far has literally been like Bruce Lee in those old Kung Fu movies where you just see him one by one coming at him. Not as a group usually, just one by one. He goes, takes each of them out. You're like, why don't you just like, maybe just like, Walk away, like somebody else yeah. deal with this. Like this is, you want you want to survive this. Just walk away, and ah, it's it's so it's so interesting. And I think it made her a full time. I think, which was so incredible that her lack of flexibility in some shape and form should have helped her because it was so extreme that other players would have been like, she's not coming for me. That right, she's not coming for me. She's so I should be good. But she was so – the idea, I think, was that once she gets Taylor out, who else is she going to go for? What is she going to do? She's not working for anything I want to do. Like, okay, I get it. She wants to get Taylor out. But do you want to work with me? How do you want to work with me? She had no other plans in the house, really, that she was actively talking about with anybody outside of Daniel into planning this forward. Even I mean, that's why the girls turned on her at the end when Jasmine was so easy to flip on her because she believed. Like, oh, wow, she's coming after me. I need a flip. Yeah, yeah. Now we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors, and we'll be right back. We're back, so let's get back to the show. I, I think we can go to the sixth rule and continue that train mm -hmm. of thought, because it warns about being too much of a threat. Now, you talked about how her focus was on Taylor's game, and, you know, obviously, it was a big threat to, to Taylor. Um, but the thing is, Taylor was part of the leftovers, so a threat to one is, mm -hmm. at least in theory, a threat to all and they knew they had to take out that kind of threat because even even before she might come at the rest of them she would be taking out one of their numbers and targeting them i mean exactly and i think it was done so beautifully that she was not much of a threat by herself as a player but her being aligned with daniel who was also hoh coming second place in many competition was doing really well they know that vote is going to align with them. They know that she's against a member of the leftovers. But more than anything, too, she didn't have a good group of people that truly believed in her outside of Daniel who would rally around her that could be convinced without being convinced. And right. so it, it was an interesting thing where they were able to convince the other players, so like Jasmine, uh, Indy, Alyssa, even though she's not much of a threat, she's she can be voted out and what i mean by that, she wasn't actively an ally to them so even if she's a threat maybe they're looking at her as a shield in some shape or form mm -hmm. she told the game where she was neither a big threat to anybody or a small threat only a big threat to taylor she was coming at um i don't know if i explained that well but i just think she didn't she needed to decide in a sense if she's gonna yeah. be a big threat to taylor she needs to bring a convoy of people around her to let them realize that she's a shield for them Right. And so, I mean, like, yeah, like Turner indicated, he thought Nicole was the biggest threat to everyone's game because she would target them if she won HOH. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Monty talked about Nicole being more dangerous because she was a competitor and, you know, had them all in her sights. Um, you know, and we saw, yeah, you mentioned Daniel being in comps and she was close in comps. And mm -hmm. of course, she claimed that she could have won others. 
Um, so, you know, when you have someone who could theoretically win and also wants to aim right at you, you know, even beyond her singular focus on Taylor, mm-hmm. you know, the rest of them are all possible targets as well. Exactly. Exactly. I, I agree. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think the last thing too with it is that with her, with this twist, when you're combined mm-hmm. like that, it adds a second factor to it because in one way it lessens her strength or threat level because she's next to Taylor essentially. So she's on there. They're not too worried if she wins. Right. Taylor is there with them. And also, it hurt her incredibly when she's on the block because when Taylor, if Taylor goes home, who is she going after again? You know, who right. is she going to be hounding on? Like Turner mentioned. So this twist is a really interesting twist because I think, especially specifically with number six, is people's threat levels change now with this connection. It's not just one person you have to worry about; it's two people and their dynamic. Right. Right. All right. Well, the seventh rule says to trust almost nobody. And the funny thing is, as we discussed, Nicole and Daniel didn't trust many other people. They didn't trust Monty, which is why Daniel used the veto when when Monty said not to. So I guess in this situation, the rule needs to be flipped on its head. And we should say Nicole should not have trusted herself Uh, because really she led herself astray on so many topics. And yet she never had any doubts about how she was perceiving everything around her, as you know, we discussed a little while ago. It just gave her this extreme egotistical self-confidence. Yeah, I think that uh, change rule, just don't trust Daniel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, here's the thing, I, I, I want to say this part of her. I think that there is probably, when she talks about she was influenced by other people in that house, I think she's edging on and like implying that it was Daniel was the main person that she feels that she was influenced in a negative way. That's what she's implying. I know. And I think she has accountability she needs to take for her own action. I will also say Daniel was strategically, there was nothing going on for him right now. Even mm-hmm. when he was in HOH, the moves he's been making have not been helpful to Nicole's game. And I think she trusted this, I, this one person outside of anybody else that they would have the best ideas and were very smart to make a strategic thing that would work out the best for her. And it just wasn't the case that even if she didn't, if she didn't trust Daniel, she, she could have at least been like, actually, I don't want to go on the block. I don't. But she trusted Daniel so much that she had this mapped out in her head because she couldn't win the veto. You know, she, or she didn't win the veto. It wasn't in her power. And it's just so frustrating in that sense that, like right. you said, she didn't trust Monty when he was telling the truth. But if she just didn't also have, have that same trust for Daniel, it would have been after getting duped multiple times. Getting yeah. Duped. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, she says, well, I was influenced by others. And if Daniel's one of the others, she was influencing him at least as much. She was yeah. egging him on. They would egg each other on. She's a bad yeah. person. She's, a, you know, they, they would. So, no, I'm sorry. It was not a one way influence there. Not yeah. in any way, shape, or form. It, it wasn't one way. It wasn't one way. Right. I, I mean, they've been the demise for one another. And who knows? I mean, it could have been the same way. But if, if one of the other person wasn't in the house, would they have gone in this bad? Because these things, bad behavior exponentially multiplies when you have a partner in crime to throw these things. Yes. You feel vindicated. You feel uh, validated in your behavior that you are the hero. You are not the villain. Because how can we both be the villain? Right. So, 
Yeah. yeah. And this does lead to one thing. It doesn't really fall in this rule. But before we wrap up, you know, one thing that she talked about in her exit interviews was she she said, well, I'm now being told that uh, I misinterpreted the way what Taylor was saying to me, which led to that big blow up. I'm now being I'm going to have to go back and watch that. But the thing is, when someone tried to influence her and explain that to her, we talked about Amira last week saying to her, hey, I was in the room. I don't think that's what she meant. Nicole didn't listen to that clearly, and she still hadn't gotten that through her head when she was doing interviews. And she's like, oh, I'm now being told that. No, you were told that at the time. And you just yeah. didn't want to listen. Yeah, no, I, it's, uh, when Hoskins come out of the house, they have, I, the only thing I will say I appreciate about Nicole, I'll try to put it on a positive, positive note. Uh, Keep going. You hear? Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Just, uh, on a yeah. positive note, I will say that at least she hasn't blamed, she hasn't blamed yet that there's been conversations we didn't see on the feed. Um, I, at least that's the. I feel right. like every other player said that so far. She hasn't said that, which I'm happy for. Yeah, but uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see what else comes out to it. All right, video viewers, we lost Ovi's video, but we still have his audio, so we're going to keep going here. Um, uh, so uh, Ovi, it is about time to wrap things up, as your video is clearly telling us. <laughs> uh, so, what are your final thoughts about Nicole? Uh, my final thoughts on Nicole. I think that I apologize for everyone here. I don't know exactly what happened to the camera, but uh, my my thoughts on Nicole are: she was uh, she came into the game wanting to play a loyal game, something where she's going to be straightforward and say it to your face. That's how she wanted to play. She wanted to go, never throw a game. However, she came in there, got sidetracked because of her emotion. Because uh, instead of manipulating others, she manipulated herself into actions that were not strategic, not gameplay. And when she didn't have to trust anybody in the house, she trusted the one wrong person and made an ally of that person. All these things combined, her single, 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 uh, her tunnel vision on Taylor um, and the lack of scheming with other people and trusting the wrong person led her to go home. Yeah. Now, as I mentioned earlier, Nicole said that she let other people's feelings cloud her better judgment. We certainly discussed that a lot. Um, and she said that was the reason she's now sitting outside the Big Brother house. We've discussed how that's a, a, a cop out and doesn't even come close to telling the whole story. What really happened was she let her own feelings take control. She was supremely confident in her reads, her opinions, her beliefs, her judgment. And she was wrong about all of them. Also, as I mentioned earlier, Nicole seemingly tried to write off some of her terrible behavior uh, towards Taylor as being strategic. But it had more of an anti-strategy effect because it was so horrendous that people didn't want her around. The leftovers formed in part because of how she and others were treating Taylor. She was specifically targeted early for the same reason. Sure, there was a moment when the Alliance decided it was safer to keep her, but that just made things even more ridiculous when Daniel insisted on doing something that would result in her nomination and eviction 
because they were so certain that they had everything figured out. When someone lets their emotions run away and play such a horrible social game that other people don't even want them around anymore, it essentially kills off any possible strategic game they have. And Nicole didn't have that either because of her delusions of grandeur in that area. Out of all the rules, she was basically left with nothing. And that is why Nicole lost. And at the same time, we have gained Ovi's video back. <laughs> For a while there, I, looked, uh, I thought I was looking at you through rose-colored glasses. You know, you... <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying, I told you that I've been trying this new webcam. It was going great. I was going to do a rating review on it until that unfortunate until that, moment. Yeah. <laughs> until that moment. So, <laughs> well, so David, I think you, you, you put it best. You, you, you really did. And I mean, you encapsulated this whole week. And I'm hoping... I'm hoping moving forward, we won't have to talk about the first two, three weeks specifically. And it's the reason why this person went home. Right. I'm hoping it could be some sort of maybe, maybe we and, could have a whole week without saying it's because of how they treated Taylor. You know, that would be wonderful. That would be wonderful. I mean, maybe we don't know. We're not sure yet, but we'll see. We'll um, see. So. All right. Well, before we uh, we we continue and wrap things up here. Uh, let me remind everyone that the rules we just discussed are available in uh, poster and T-shirt form and T-shirt checklist form and, of course, mug form and anything you want. Uh, just go to robhaswebsite.com slash yxlostfeed. And also don't forget that both of us are very active on several different social media platforms where we discuss Big Brother and a number of other topics. On Twitter, I am at the Kabir. At Obi Kabir was taking, so I had to add the. Um, and David is at David Bloomberg. We're also both on TikTok, where I am Basmati Boy, and David is David underscore Bloomberg. Lately, David has been posting an average of two videos each day, including one to two minutes mini Y blank loss for Survivor South Africa, which I just have started and I love them. So, David, thank you so much for those because it helps me kind of figure out why this person went home. And also, he's been putting out uh, plenty of other Big Brother videos. So, and finally, we are both on Instagram too. David is at David E. Bloomberg. There, he uh, copies his TikTok videos over there about a day later in case you want to watch shows on that platform as well. And I am at Ovi Kabir on Instagram where I post about myself, my Corgi. And most recently, I talked a lot about Big Brother on my stories. So if you are interested in talking to me about them or DMing me, just send me something. We always reply them on my stories. And more than anything, we're going to be sharing this on all our social platforms, whether it's Twitter, Instagram. So let us know in the comments where you're coming from and where you want to see us post a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, lately, both on Twitter and then you had it on Instagram stories, too. Uh, I saw you uh, you came up with a name for a band. Uh, <laughs> so we'll let people uh, dive into that. That'll be your, your, new, uh, your new cover band. You know. Exactly. I got I got myself into what I say the BB24 trenches where there's yes. a little this controversy everyone loves to talk about. It. So feel free to head over to Twitter and see your thoughts on it. But my yes. new band, which I'm actually bringing David into, is going to be yeah. Ovi and the Woke Mob. Yes. Uh, so uh, David's playing, I guess, guitar, drums, whatever you want yeah. to. And yeah, so, I'll play uh, air guitar. Yes. Air guitar. We're mm -hmm. recruiting. So if anybody yeah. wants to be in the band, just let us know. So the album cover to come. Yes, yes. All right, I, I want to uh, encourage people to uh, check out the RHAP patron program at robhaswebsite.com slash patron. You can get access to two special patron-only Big Brother podcasts, early live access to former player interviews and more. And when Rob isn't talking directly to everyone, there are the Facebook groups and Discord. 
uh, with a great community of people where you could talk about Big Brother, Survivor, life in general. Uh, you can support shows like this one and everything on the network by becoming a patron at robhaswebsite.com slash patron, or just click on the link at our robhaswebsite.com slash yxlostfeed page. Um, make sure you're also subscribed to all the RHAP podcasts by going, again, to our yxlostfeed page. You'll find great content like the daily live feed updates, the Big Brother Stockwatch, and much more. Another podcast you should definitely look into is the Love Island Rehap Up with Kirsten and Scally. Love Island USA has moved to Peacock and is totally uncensored, and so is the podcast. Scally and Kirsten break down the drama, the twists, the relationships, and the breakups every Tuesday and Friday. Uh, you can subscribe at robhaswebsite.com slash hot dummies or reality TV rehap ups. Um lot to watch and I, I i think i'm gonna go watch because hannah's been watching the new love island so i didn't even know we were covering all that so oh, i yes. can't wait for that you, you gotta cover the hot dummies i mean the hot dummies yeah what are you doing so after right. you watch this head right over to the hot dummies yes thanks to scott st pierre for the editing done on this podcast and to will for america for the theme song thanks of course to you Ovi, for once again joining me uh we you know we, we're we're uh a, a little bit later because I had to get to my bunker. Um, so, uh, and then you had your uh, attempt to hide in a different city and that <laughs> didn't work out. And so uh, uh, appreciate everyone uh, joining us here. Thank you so much. We'll see y'all next week. All right, everyone. We'll see you. Bye. This is why blank lost. And this is why blank lost. Oh, baby, this is why blank lost. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.